Welcome to the Moose Room. Today, it's just me, Brad Hines, by myself. Decided to record one uh, myself. Today, talk a little bit about precision technology. I get a lot of questions from farmers, you know, what, what technology should I use? How should I use it? Uh, so we're going to maybe talk a little bit about what we have here at our dairy and what I've been working with for the last 10 years on cow monitors, calf uh, feeders, you name it. But first, I'll provide a real-world update for those that you might be interested, you might not. But some of you know, in 2020, I milked a cow for five months, supposed to calve in December 2022. And she did. She calved with a dead heifer calf. Then thought she had milk fever, and an hour later, she had passed away. So kind of a sad situation. I lost a cow and a calf. She maybe tore something during calving uh, inside that caused her demise. So unfortunately, this professor also has real-world uh, animals and issues that happen with that. But uh, we forge on and we have, uh, I have a heifer calf out of her, uh, it's a yearling, and so we'll keep moving on with the show string and having fun that way too. So, but anyways, kind of leads a little bit to precision technology and monitoring health of cows and uh, what we do. So, had a few questions from farmers. So, I wrote an article for Progressive Dairy in September about precision technologies that we've been using on our dairy and what might be out there for farmers. So talk a little bit, our journey on what we have. And we, we have a, a lot of technologies here on our cows and, you know, by no means am I uh, going to promote one or over the other. I think there's uh, lots of uh, reasons why a farm would choose one technology over the next really what what are you going to do with it uh, what sort of level of trust you have in in the system what you have for labor your facilities uh, you know are, are you grazing uh, are you in confinement i think there's just a lot of different reasons why you might choose one sensor over the other so i had a question from a, a farmer about wanting to replace his system and so we kind of talked through about what um, his options were and where he might go with activity monitoring systems. So that's really how I got into it was uh, activity monitoring. You know, 10 years ago, um, these systems were being used for activity and rumination monitoring. And they they do so much more than that today. Uh, you know, that's what we started with. I actually started with the uh, uh, SCR caller, so it's now it's a all flex uh, system sense hub monitoring uh, system. But I started with uh, the SCR callers uh, a long time ago. I think we put them in in October of 2013. 
So 10 years ago, we've been using that system. And I'd say, you know, it, it worked well. Obviously, we had some issues at the beginning because we were a grazing herd and it was maybe uh, during the summertime was recording a lot of high activity when we switched pastures, when there was lots of flies, heat stress, you name it. It, it might not have worked as well on pasture as what it did when our cows were in confinement. But I think we we worked with the company and helped adjust our algorithm. So it it does much better now on pasture. That system had collars. It still has collars today, but they also have an ear tag system. Uh, so I, I still have collars on every single cow. You know, some farms bought it and uh, were switching tags, uh, uh, collars on cows, depending on who they were breeding and would take them off during the dry period. And I've just left them on. Uh, it's a lot less maintenance to do that. And just a few months ago in November of 2022, I made the jump to the sense hub ear tags and I started putting them in heifers for breeding purposes. And we'll talk about another system that I've had in, in breeding heifers as well. And so I thought I'd give this a try to see how well it does with breeding our heifers. And we've we've had so far good luck with it detecting heats. Uh, you know, it, it detects um, activity and rumination. Obviously, um, uh, with heifers, I'm more interested in it from a breeding purpose than I am anything else. And I think it's it's doing well. You know, our heifers are about three quarters of a mile from our milking parlor where we have a lot of the uh, activity computers and stuff. So we are able to see those heifers in real time on our computer and then be able to, you know, get semen together and go down and breed those heifers without, you know, kind of having to rile them up or go down and look to see who's in heat and then run back and forth. So it's been um, a, a great way to, to save labor. So we, we, we started with uh, the collar system on SCR. Um, like I said, it's worked well. And then in 2015, I got the cow manager tags. So cow manager is an, is an ear tag system. Um, I like the idea of ear tags. Sometimes it was uh, the maintenance on the collars was a lot of work, uh, trying to replace collars. And if they died, so the, the first generation of collars didn't last very well in our harsh wintertime conditions, but we used them uh, and, and published a lot of good research off of those collars and still do today. Uh, but I, I switched to the ear tags uh, to see how well they worked, how well they uh, worked on pasture, used them for breeding purposes. I also like the idea that they had solar router receivers that I could put in pastures. So the cows didn't have to return to the milking parlor to, to download the data, which we we had a in our SCR system, we had a long distance reader, but cows sometimes were too far away. Uh, so right now with the cow manager system, I have about 12 um, solar receivers. They're all around our pasture and, uh, they work well. I, I like them on, uh, we, we've put them on heifers before, you know, our heifer pastures are two miles from the milking parlor and I can beam the data back 
all that way. So it's really been a labor saver in for breeding our heifers when they're on pasture. And it's worked quite well, worked really well for, for breeding purposes in our heifers. And some of you have, uh, you know, shout out to Glenda Pereira at the University of Maine. She's, uh, she's the one that had validated the cow manager on pasture. We did that research here in Morris. Did well for rumination. Maybe the activity was uh, not quite as accurate on pasture. Uh, so there are some improvements uh, on uh, their their algorithm that needed to be done uh, on on pasture as well. It, it's worked much better. Obviously, it it does work very well in a confinement type system in the winter time when our cows are in confinement, and it provides lots of information. Activity um, does eating time, rumination, and it also does body temperature. So skin body temperature. You know, this is an ear tag in their ear. You know, if I look at it today, it's just above uh, zero degrees here in Morris, Minnesota, and the ear temperature of our cows right now is reading at 40 degrees. So it's reading just above ambient, uh, a little bit above ambient air temperature uh, that can be used to detect uh, health issues in cows. I like it to look at rumination. It's really helped us detect some uh, issues in our herd. You know, the SCR system has, has done that as well. Uh, I love the rumination of these systems because we're able to find issues with feed or if a cow is sick a little bit earlier than seeing maybe clinical signs or it's like, oh, she's down in milk today. What's going on? Uh, and we're able to pick those up, you know, a little bit earlier. You know, we're not going to pick them up a few days before that. You might on some cows. But we're able to pick those up and go, ah, rumination's off in this cow. What's going on? We need to go check her and see what's happening. So it's been, a, a I think, a lifesaver in, in some cows uh, to be able to see what's happening in those cows based on rumination and activity. And we, we use this for breeding purposes, too. Um, so we, we, we use uh, both cow manager and SCR right now for, for activity detection in our, for breeding of our cows. So that's sort of where, where we went with those two systems. In 2018, I won't talk much about this system, but we uh, acquired a smart bow system in our cows. Uh, it's now uh, a Zoetis product. It doesn't get used very often. Um, there's maybe a few herds that are still using it in the U.S., and we used it, it's an, another ear tag system where we're able to detect activity and rumination of cows. And we validated it on pasture. Again, Glenda Pereira validated that on pasture and showed it did very well for grazing detection of, of cows. And um, I thought it was, uh, it, it also did real-time location of cows. So I think that, you know, maybe it was a little bit ahead of its time, but I think those are those systems are coming, looking at uh, being able to ID cows and find them, whether they're in freestall barns or on pasture or, or wherever it might be. So uh, real-time location is is something that's uh, kind of at the forefront. And, and I do like that ability in, in sensor systems. Uh, it's just, you know, we, we, we have this system and don't use it much anymore, uh, which uh, uh, is, is too bad. Another one that we've had, and I've had discussions with farmers lately about these because it's being a little bit more marketed in the in the U.S. is is called Smax Tech. 
So it's a rumen bolus uh, that you, that you you know gives you the cows uh, in in their mouth and uh, goes into the rumen reticulum area, and this does some of the same things that are that some of these other sensors do. Um, it detects activity. It detects rumination on cows. One thing that we used this sensor for of our cows was to, to detect heat stress. And we used it in a research setting where a uh, graduate student, uh, Kirsten Sharp, used these to detect heat stress uh, and, and shade in, in cows. And um, it's uh, uh, kind of interesting, uh, this bolus now uh, can look at drinking and when cows drink in in our herd. So it is really interesting that, you know, all of these sensors do something different, obviously. Uh, this one has a, a long distance reader too, where I can read cows on pasture. Um, we'll certainly be looking at uh, smack stack boluses of cows on pasture this summer. We're gonna be doing some research in a, in a grazing situation to see how well they do. You know, I'm, I can look at a, a cow here as an example. I can see that, you know, she had four drinking events during the day. It looks at the internal body temperature of a cow and determines, you know, obviously when the temperature goes down, looks like she was having a drinking event. So she was drinking water. So a cow, you know, they have a couple of big drinking events during that time period. This one also does rumination. You know, our our average uh, rumination from um, Smacks Tech uh, today is uh, 496 minutes is what our average uh, rumination is from uh, Smacks Tech on Cow Manager. It's about 500 minutes. Uh, I'd have to look at it's about the same on on the SCR system. So they're all pretty consistent. Obviously, they're not exactly the same because their algorithms are a little bit different, but they're all kind of detecting the same thing. I do like this one because it looks at internal body temperature. I like to see that in what our cows are doing, looking at heat stress, things like that. So it is very interesting uh, to see the internal temperature of our cows and where we can look at drinking cycles, we can look at uh, heat stress. We're really, I like it from a heat stress stand period to, to be able to see this. Uh, you know, there's a downside to all of these systems. They're they're not perfect. You know, this one, you put a bolus in an animal and when they leave, well, you can't retrieve that bolus. It's kind of just gone. Uh, so sometimes that's hard for, for farmers to stomach that you're going to put a sensor in a cow and you're not going to get that money back. Whereas the collars or tags are, are reusable. And so it's, um, it, it's a, it's another good one. We're going to be exploring that a lot more with some students this summer and, and, uh, uh, really seeing, uh, what, what the smack stack system might do in, uh, 2019, I, I got, uh, some, uh, money from the University of Minnesota here, internal money to upgrade our milking parlor. And that uh, we put in AFI milk system with AFI Lab. So that has a pedometer with it. Uh, 
We have used it a little bit for breeding purposes on pasture. It's supposed to do quite well. Uh, you know, it's a leg tag that we can use for detecting activity in cows. It also it detects number of steps. You know, some of our cows during the summertime are walking 50,000 steps per day. How would you like to walk that much a day? I think we'd be all tired. But the neat thing about this system is it does... Uh, it detects inline fat, protein, um, lactose, conductivity while the cows are milking. So it can help us in detection of ketosis, mastitis, or rumen acidosis, what's going on in those. So we've used that quite a bit uh, in detection. And, and you know, I, I like it to be able to look at fat and protein and, and detect those cows, especially after freshening. You know, we can detect uh, fresh cow diseases or fresh cow problems. Uh, pretty quickly in this milking parlor situation where we can see fat and protein, or we know that something's going on with these cows right away when we're looking at daily milk. And I, the, you know, these systems are expensive. It's a lot of money to be able to do that. And not every, uh, every farm can do that, but these things are, are gaining in popularity just for the sheer amount of data and animal health uh, information that they certainly provide. We, we also have a calf feeder, an automatic calf feeder. It's a Holman Lau calf expert. Uh, why, why did we go with Holman Lau when there's so many other um, systems out there? Well, simple fact is not many people had it, and I wanted to try something different. I didn't want to do the same thing that uh, everybody else was doing, which is, I know, is a shocker uh, that I would do something different than what everybody else is doing. But uh, we, we've had this calf feeder for five years now. And, um, you know, we, we've used it on and off. Obviously a lot of people know about our calf project. And, uh, so we haven't used it in a, a, a little bit in a few years with heifer calves. So we've used it on bull calves, but it's, it's done quite well. It's a labor savings, uh, possibly on our system, in our system. I think it, it's a different management, uh, to be able to have an automatic calf feeder. You know, some people love them, some people don't like them. Um, I like them enough that I would put all of our calves on them one day on an auto feeder. Uh, from our management situation, it just makes sense being able to feed as much milk as what we want or, um, you know, try different things. And I think uh, the, the future uh, is going to be on, on some farms with automatic calf feeding, you know, and no doubt they are expensive ways to feed calves and by no means should everybody have one of these <laughs> if, if um you know it it comes with its challenges as well and um uh, i like it uh, but sometimes it can be a headache and uh, uh but it does grow nice calves it grows nice calves and i'm not going to go a lot of detail about calf feeding and auto feeders maybe we'll do that one day uh with um, something else, but we do have an auto feeder and, and I do continue to use it and uh, it, it does work well. I have another calf monitoring system. Uh, it's called Futuro uh, calf system. It's for individual calf housing. So if you have individual house calves, you can still monitor them. Um, and it gives a lot of information on uh, activity and, and risk of disease uh, for uh, these animals. So uh, we're 
we've had this for maybe a year now. We're kind of monitoring it, looking at it, seeing what it's doing, uh, how well it's working with our calves uh, at, about picking up activity and things like that. So there'll be, you know, some future uh, uh, studies with with this system. But there is ways to monitor calves in an individual uh, housing situation, and this is not a sensor that goes on a calf or anything. It goes on a panel you know, wire panel or anything out front so it can detect motion and movement uh, of calves. So it's kind of an interesting new concept of, of calf monitoring. Uh, and, and it's from Europe, uh, like most of these systems that we've had. It'll be interesting to see uh, what, what comes of this and, and for monitoring individual calves because, um, you know, individual calves need need monitoring too. And, you know, I've, we've moved calves into a group housing situation more and more here, but there are ways to be able to monitor those calves. Well, and the question I get too is, so what's the up and coming sensors? What's what's Brad going to try next? Where, where are we going? Well, some of that has to do with unmanned vehicles. So autonomous vehicles in, in pasture for herding of cows. So can we use an autonomous you know, unmanned vehicle to herd cows from pasture. Uh, so they've done some of that in Australia uh, a lot for, you know, herding of cows with uh, robots, things like that. So we we're trying to move into that realm and see if that works for herding of cows. And in, in our situation, uh, the, the, the new thing that I'm seeing is virtual fencing. So being able to have a virtual fence for your cows. So they wear a more than likely a collar and you set up a boundary. So a, a virtual fence can keep animals inside. So you don't have to set up all these break fences or uh, different fences, fencing systems with cows. So it's kind of interesting. There's a few uh, of those uh, situations. Uh, one is called no fence from Norway. There's Another one called E Shepherd from uh, Australia, Halter from New Zealand, Vents, which is uh, owned by Merck here in the U.S. So there's some new things coming from the virtual fencing realm, and uh, I, I don't have one of those here. I would like to get one of those. So if anybody's listening would like to work with me on a virtual fencing system, I'd more than willing like to do that uh, to see how well they work. And uh, so I can help farmers uh, decide whether when they get to that point of virtual fencing to see if it actually uh, makes any sense. Another one is is looking at satellite images to determine forage uh, quality uh, and forage availability. And this can be for grazing farmers, uh, also trying to do some things with uh, alfalfa fields so we can determine pasture uh, biomass or pasture quantity uh, by looking at satellite images from uh, a satellite. I had a graduate student just finish her master's degree looking at this. And it, you know, for a couple droughty years, it it works well. It's got some nuances that that we're still looking at and trying to figure out, but it provides some interesting information and being able to estimate pasture forage quantity from a satellite that's flying around above us is kind of interesting. Uh, has also been trying to determine NDF, di so digestibility of alfalfa, so we can determine the optimal time for cutting alfalfa. Wouldn't that be cool if we can estimate NDF from a satellite and determine when the exact time is 
that we can cut alfalfa for harvesting for cows. That's kind of cool. So we're going to be trusting a, a little small little project here and, and getting some, um, see if we can get some NDF uh, measurements on our, our pastures and, and, you know, kind of do some clippings and see, see what we can get. So it's kind of interesting uh, in that realm. So I'll, those are the kind of the things that I see coming, you know, using satellites, virtual fencing and unmanned vehicles in the technology world. You know, we've gone full circle from activity monitors and wearable sensors on cows to now talking about lots of other technology to, to save uh, labor. Really that I think that's the, big thing is being able to save labor uh, on, on dairy farms uh, in with these monitoring systems. So they're exciting. I, I still continue to work with them. I, I want to do more. Uh, as always, you know, everybody, you know, knows I, we can just put a sensor in it and, and make things better. Uh, not really, but uh, I think that's the goal in, in us trying to determine what what's good for farmers. You know, that's what we're here for and trying to help farmers determine what might be the best system for their herd. What one person has is not going to be what's good for the other. So uh, hopefully you learned a little bit today about what sensors we have here at our research center and what we're doing uh, and where we're going uh, with that. So we'll uh, call that a wrap. Uh, and uh, if you want to know more, feel free to contact me uh, uh, about what sensors or, or where we're going uh, in the future with precision technology. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm.